Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. Let's do it. What's happening, everybody? It's Thursday morning. That means it's time for the Work For It podcast. That's right. You're listening to me, Brian House, and Ben Jammin' Butler, and Brian Cohn of B. Cone Knives, BSing about business in the workshop. Gentlemen, What's Coming happened? off of a huge show, episode 100. Oh. This is episode 101. Do we Man. have any celebrities hiding out anywhere? Are we? <laughs> I'm waiting for like pocket. George Clooney or Brad Pitt or Uma Thurman <laughs> to pop out. Somebody. Join. We need somebody, but oh. no luck. Just this us. Is- just the three to, of us. Uh, Fader and uh, Jess Ueda, Ueda last night and uh, their their segment on... I, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the who's the celebrity that they talk about? Um, Baldwin, hmm. Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec Baldwin. Or not? Yeah. Maybe it's not Alec, but who's the guy that got in trouble for uh, shooting the gun he didn't know was loaded? Alec. It was Alec oh, Baldwin. Yeah. 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 It, That's funny how just strange situation. strange things happen to this man. You know. <laughs> Who Alec? Yeah, it just always that's kind of their. Uh, they have a little shtick that they do, and uh, you know, it's like. Funny things always seem to happen to this guy, you know. He's just kind of, kind of Brian. Get him aura. booked on the show. We need to talk okay, to yeah, Alex. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send out a few emails, put in a couple personal calls. You know, I'll I'll, I'll work my magic. Have his people get with our people. Yeah. We'll set yeah. this up. We can make this happen. Make it hell yeah, thing. hell yeah. Talk about. We'll get all Hollywood up in here. So, gentlemen, <laughs> um, I gotta say, <clears throat> and um, I put a little Easter egg in the show last week about uh, my birthday. That was like the best birthday gift ever was like hang out with Jimmy Duresta. I've gotten so many positive feed, so much positive feedback about that show and how what it meant to them, not only from an entertainment standpoint, but a lot of great information. I think, you know, Jimmy has a tendency to um, span all different areas of making, you know, so knife making all the way around to blacksmithing to woodworking and whatever else. And you've got this sphere of influence around him. You have people listening to the things he's saying. And and a lot of the words coming out of his mouth are business oriented, branding, mm-hmm. marketing, business. This is what you have to do. And that's the value that we're always trying to bring here on the Work For It podcast. So Jimmy was a great fit uh, to, to just even have him, have him on the show to listen to somebody talk about brand deals and how that works and being organized and somewhat unionized between makers like communicating yeah, that, between that people was, that was that huge. was interesting really was cool super interesting you know not um, to do a recap of that show but i just no. wanted to let you guys both know <laughs> in that the first how can you minutes, not we, we talked about this and I've it's been just played like, an hour and a half brian cue it up let's just listen to that that show we'll never <laughs> top that show we'll never get better than that oh that's what are you talking about yeah we will that's our yeah, opus and uh, you know you, Brian, and and thanks to Sarah for for helping in the background as well. Uh, just so well prepared with questions and and the history and 
you know, I'm going to warn future guests that come on the show. That will be the only time that ever happens. Right. Unless you're super famous. <laughs> right. So don't but don't expect up? a PDF work, work up, yeah, deep, work deep up. dive on yourself because no. I'm kidding, of course. But we'll no, Sarah did a great job. She did Fader. a great job of putting all of that together for me and Phenomenal. gave me all this fodder. Uh, she's smiling at me from the computer. <laughs> she's like doing a little twist and uh, spin. But, uh, and, dude, when uh, are yeah, we getting no, Sarah back show. on the podcast? We need to yeah. get her back on. Yes. We need to have Sarah back on. We'll need to schedule that. You know, her people have gotten in touch with my people. And <laughs> they're you talking to yourself she's again, Brian? Really bu- she's busy. And um, of course, she's a little bit out of our reach. Right. You know, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're it's right. Like I, I think um, with having Jimmy on the show and, and we, I, we say it in the intro, right? We talk business in the workshop. Um, we don't intentionally do that. Most times I don't feel like, I think that's just the three of us get together and that's how it we gravitates. talk. Right. And yeah. That's yeah, what we're, yeah. this is our focus because I think there's not enough. So when I think of makers, I think of a lot of artisans who turn out of necessity or yeah. ingenuity into business people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I know and, I'm one of them. I, I had to do it. I had to, life got real. I had to make money. I had children and needed at, to do yeah. this. And then at some point you have to start evaluating your day-to-day life and go, am I really enjoying sitting at a desk all day? Am I really enjoying, you know, yeah. doing computer work or whatever? There's so many people who reach out that are, that are stuck in cubicles. Yeah, They're tactile. They want to learn more and do more with their hands. They have the ability to do it. They just have no time. And, and to have them listen in and hear us talk about it, it inspires them to go out yeah. and do that on their with their free time. I think yeah, most sure. people most people struggle too. I know I do um, with having enough business acumen to make it all work. Right? Like you go to trade school. That's not business school. You go right. uh, learn a trade as an apprentice. That's not necessarily learning the business side. I, I was kind of chuckling to myself. I don't, I don't remember if it made it in the episode or not, but before we hit record, I believe, Jimmy had mentioned that he'll basically be sitting in that chair all day that day recording <laughs> podcasts and having meetings with uh, brands or whomever it is that he's working with for Walmart or any of his other various deals. The man spends a hell of a lot of time sitting on his ass in front of a microphone or on the telephone uh, and that's not something that shows up in the maker world a lot, you know, like be a maker, sell your stuff, never work a day in your life, do a job you love, <laughs> except that three quarters of the time sitting on your ass, uh, you know, doing business, not making. <laughs> yeah. Lots of admin that goes behind just before we got on the podcast, I'm shouting at Sarah across the room going, tell yeah. them to do this and do that. And, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. making deals with brands. Mm-hmm. And um, which I'll just talk about right now real quick, because this is uh, flowing into this next project that I'm working on. Uh, I am working on designing and building a forge. So sweet. Badass. Here's, so here, here's here's the problem with forges. And it was the exact same problem with the two by 72 is there is so much information out there and it's mm. good it's just mm-hmm. not organized right and i think there's a lot of people who are very confused myself included there you go about yeah. the proper technique you know from insulation to refractory to understanding temperatures gas to air mixtures all these things there's a lot of science yeah. behind it yeah and what we did with 
the two by seventy two, we demystified that process. You, so you gave an answer. I can't right? like yeah, yeah. So if 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 you want to do this, here's a diagram showing you all the working components of this thing. It'll be and safe. It'll be operational. Safe, yeah. operational. There's a lot of liability in teaching people this process. So I don't really know what that looks like from an insurance standpoint yet. So sure. I'm still looking <laughs> right? into that. No you know, doubt. like. Yeah. Don't sure. blow yourself up, kind of deal. <laughs> Grinders are one thing, you know. You can that's grind a finger off and still survive, but that's know, why I sell pocket is... protectors. <laughs> <laughs> I like that pocket. Prote- that's we, why I, I want to get into butlerbuilt.us in a minute because this brings up another thing that we're we're working on is the the proper way or places to sell your goods or to yeah. uh, actually right. get your goods in front of the right people ben reached out to me he said hey is this okay for me to post about my aprons and diy belt grinders and it's like well i don't know and the the, yeah. the reason why i say that is because it won't be well received it'll mm-hmm. be a vendor mm-hmm. because you don't have yeah. a lot of relationships in that in that Absolutely. forum selling something that they do need that they would love to have it's just you know, everyone has been the products have been rammed down the throats of so many <laughs> yeah. people for so long that you have to be really careful with how you share your products. So the best form, of, I think, of selling your aprons is simply me wearing it and talking about it and saying, right. like, hey, I really enjoy this thing. <laughs> and here's the reason why I endorse it. Yeah. And it's not because I know Ben as a person. It's because it's an awesome product for an awesome mm-hmm. price. So that's the that where we kind of like for instance people go into diy belt grinders and machines and try to sell knives mm-hmm. yeah you're never gonna i'm sell. sorry you're, it's, you're like to, right? it's like reddit it's like reddit yeah you can't do that and no. you're gonna get you're gonna get thumbs down and people yep. aren't gonna look at it anyway and then your name is gonna be attributed to being kind of oh, this like is the other pet peeve something. i have <laughs> People friend me on Facebook to sell me things. Oh, yeah. my God. That happens yeah. to okay. me, too. Awful. All right. So if you do this, you're a friggin' douchebag. I'm just going to say this right off the top. You friend me on Facebook, and the first message is, hey, go check out my website to buy this yeah. thing. Yeah. Or, or hey, I, my, my favorite thing is, let me sell a knife to a knife maker. Yeah, exactly, <sighs> right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's... Well, and that's... I That's don't know. Exactly. It's like me going to freaking Elon Musk and selling him a Tesla. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Hey, dude, what, I got this new electric car. Happen. You want to buy it? <laughs> I'm getting a note from my producer that says, be nice, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, no. you know, ultimately, and I had been thinking about that for a while, you know, since probably since I first got my site up. And I'm like, that would be a good place to do it. But kind of had that same feeling. And that's why yesterday I'm like, ah, I'm going to throw it out there, see what Brian thinks, because it, A, it's a resource that you've created, right? It's it's taken on a life of its own, and and I think it's important. Uh, you, people have probably heard on other podcasts and from other makers, you know, like, it, it, if you're going to ask for something, talk me up a little, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm a little bit different. This yeah. goes back to the relationships conversation. Yeah. It's like you, you, if you were to walk into a room and now I'm getting a heart, a heart drawn out on a piece of paper from across the room. Like, <laughs> what uh, are these love notes going on over here? Shoot an arrow, no. Guys, I'm, I'm having an inappropriate relationship with my producer. You wouldn't walk into a store, right? You wouldn't walk into a yeah. store and say, uh, hey, 
can I have six of those uh, sanding discs? You know, I, I, I'm on Instagram. I'm a big thing. Thanks. Just right. We'll work something out. Don't worry about it. Just give me the six sanding discs. No, you wouldn't say that. You know, they don't want to put the work in to build the relationship. Yeah. And it does take time it, just with anything. You know, you, you know, when when people see the, the knives that I make, which are few, but I do make them, they would I could sell them instantly. You know, yeah. it's because yeah. I don't sell them that often and I'm not really trying to sell them and people want a piece of what I'm working on. And I appreciate that and love that. It's just that's not my business. I don't I don't yeah. make knives to sell. I make knives to sell grinders and to show off the grinder and show how it can make a mere mortal such as myself into a fantastic knife maker. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the that's the concept here when you're branding anything at all. I loved what Jimmy said about a brand approaching you to give you, let's say, $10,000 for a weekend's worth of work. It's a mere, even that oh, is a, a pittance. mere pittance yeah. to them because they're spending 125000 on a print ad, which yeah. it I never thought of it that way. Even when I worked oh, in I've TV and marketing, that, yeah. I have not thought about it like that. And I, you know, just because the value of what we bring as influencers, content creators, people that yeah. are out there talking about it, this is a great segue dealing with a vendor that wants to be a sponsor like Maritime Knife Supply. They're based in Canada. Lawrence, who is a great guy, reached out to me numerous times before we even discussed sponsorship. Yeah, He kept saying to me, what do you need for your workshop? Anything in particular that I could provide to you? Instead of him coming to me saying, hey, uh, I sell this, this, and this, he yeah. basically did the exact same thing saying, I have these things, or is there anything in particular can that I, I can do you? for you? Right. How can I help you yeah. continue well, on with the work you're doing? Providing value, right? And that's yeah. value. If you're not and, doing that, there's, and Jimmy alluded to some of this, right? There's two ways to uh, have a healthy social media presence that earns or that grows. And one is to provide value, the other is to just be entertaining. Yeah, for sure. If you can do both, welcome to the Million Dollar Club. Yeah, look out, baby. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not kidding. It kind of reminds me of. I know a lot of people hate him, but Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it a lot. I love Gary V. You know, love him. It's his jab, 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 right hook. You you give you know ten times, and then you ask once. So you you give out the entertainment, or you you know give free product, or you do this, and you give you know followers or whatever yep. and then you ask the once okay you know now that i've done all this for you you know hey let let me go ahead and get a sponsorship let me go ahead and do this do that yeah that's this just is, the way uh, to do it nowadays that's that's the the kind way to be a person on a maker on the, in the maker space you know i'm gonna it, take back my douchebag comment i'm gonna take <laughs> it back here here's here here's the reason why sarah made me think about it. you're not a douchebag you're just like misaligned with the concepts that we're discussing here. Like you need to be educated, which is the reason why I think we're doing this show. I think it's a big part of it. So I I may have misspoke there. I misappropriated (laughs) my anger into douchebaggery. Maybe so here's a, uh, it sounds like cu- couples counseling going on. Right. What's going on? <laughs> She's my better half. What can I say? Yeah. Yeah. I you, got an interesting. <laughs> you um, share with them. Yes. Yes. So I got an interesting. I, yeah, they share with me. DM request the other day and it sort of ties or dovetails perfectly into this conversation. Uh, a guy reached out and he says, Hey Ben, been listening to the podcast for a while now. I wanted to pick your brain about how you're cutting leather. 
And then he starts a new paragraph and he says, oh, and here's my introduction. So I'm not rude. <laughs> and then he goes on ah. to say, you know, what's up, homeboy? My name's Noah. I'm from Seattle, Washington, currently in Arizona. I'm a knife maker, make my own leather shoes. Noah Jacobs? Uh, no, it's, uh, well, it might be. Um, Is it? Merck, Merck Lig Co. M-E-R-K-E-M-E-R-K-E-L-I-G underscore C-O. Seems like a great Mm. guy, but- On Instagram. Yeah. You know, and that's, in my my opinion, um, that he could have- That's a good approach. Yeah. He could have come out of the gate cold calling and just saying, hey, dude, how do you cut leather? That wouldn't have offended me in in the slightest, you know, but adding that little bit- um, you know, of an introduction or a background. It's like, oh, it made me take notice, right? That shows up in my message requests. So it didn't hit my direct DM inbox, right? So you got to go digging for that shit, which I hate about Instagram. And so because you have to work a little bit more to find it, you're probably not going to reply to that as quickly, right? And sometimes I'll comb through there and it's just smut, you know, it's just uh, half naked ladies. And, send, send me those yeah. links. <laughs> right? And it's just spam and garbage. And so sometimes yeah. it does get lost. So in my mind, it, it, it wasn't necessary to do the extra intro, but it caught my eye enough to go, oh, hey, what's up, dude? You know, and yeah. I'll reply to it. Um, it's I'm not following him. I'm pretty sure that he posts on WFI projects. I think he does. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking at it. it's not Noah Jacobs. Uh, it's I'm not exactly sure, like you said, how to pronounce the business name. Yeah, but he's got a website too, and it's really well done. He does it great is, knives. Yeah. His a lot so of he's stuff taken, is sold out. Yeah, yeah, he's taking awesome. his show full time. So, um, yeah, looking to you know uh, production knife work and uh, uh, she's leather work the whole bit and. Just, you know, kind of neat. Not, I would never, I don't think if I had 5 million followers today, I would say that, you know, I, I have some kind of celebrity, but having a certain following, doing a podcast, putting effort towards getting your name out there, what you find, I think, is people know you, but you don't know them, right? And so there's <laughs> yes. an assumed relationship there sometimes yes. that is just... It can be a little strange, and uh, so always good to just, hey, what's up? I'm blah, yeah, blah, blah. I, th- I do oh. blah, blah, blah. I get, uh, and I've had a few people angry with me because I don't return DMs, and I'm yeah. just like, well, sorry. The, the questions you're asking me are, they should be asked in a public forum so others can learn from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I feel like is there's some people who try to drag me into the DMs to boost their own yes ego ego yeah i hate to say it but so i always tell them like well like i've had so many people like flat out get angry with me call me names and like say i'm a phony and a fake because i don't respond to DMs i'm like but the questions you're asking are all questions that have been answered 100 times in the forum yeah. and you're just based and then when i do answer your question you're immediately responding to me with all of these other things that gravitate back towards you and all yeah. of the things you have going on. I'm sorry, but I get like a hundred DMS a day. I, right. I don't, I just can't, I cannot spend 15 minutes answering a question. So I'd like politely tell them like, look, just your approach is 
if you've got a question, go to the forum, go to Facebook or go to like, you know, write a comment on one of my things. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a form of support because you're you're using your question as an algorithm boost so that we're all getting it back. Yes, the nature of this of this relationship is transactional. I apologize, but you are, you know, this is the business we're in a little bit. You want to be my buddy, then like, cool, let's like start a dialogue, but not like that. It's just, and and again, I try to guide people in that way because maybe when I was younger, I would have thought the same thing. Reach out to a bigger maker. I've reached out to bigger makers and have been snub nosed a hundred times. Yeah. And I and now and before I used to take it personally. And now I'm just like, I'm just probably in a sea of DMs that they yeah, can't not, get not back intentional. To. Right. That's yeah. not intentional. It's OK. And, you know, it's all good. But bring the value to that person, offer them something. And right. um, a, a classic example is the guys over at the Art of Craftsmanship. When they had mm-hmm. twenty five thousand followers, I had like a thousand followers. I reached out to them. And said like, hey, I'd love to do a collab with you. Can I send you a grinder? And I was still making them, you know, by hand back then. Yeah. And Dustin got back to me right away. Like he was like, hey, man, this is so cool. I'd love that. You know, like, let's connect. We've been friends ever Ever since. since. I don't even know how many on YouTube now. He's got over 100,000. Yep. And it's relationships that were built like that. And I heard guys like uh, Mike uh, from um, Homemade Modern talk about this uh yeah. mike uh what's his last name McD- um, oh i know it. my it's god on the tip of my tongue montgomery uh, yeah montgomery mike montgomery and benjamin nuetta and jess they all talk about like finding that little niche and then seeing yeah. all the little makers around that are kind of in the same zone because again it's a transactional relationship where we're all feeding off of each other and climbing the ladder. Yeah. Some people don't want to believe that that's how it's being done or that's like the, that's... the what's happening behind the scenes. Okay, there's really no behind the scenes. We're all no. here kind of doing this work, sharing it and making it happen. And then you show up and want to like drag me into the DMs and make me feel bad yeah. for not responding. It's like, well, I like now. to say that there, there, there is often little to no difference between the three of us and anybody else out there in the maker community on Instagram. The biggest difference is that we've chosen to share what we do publicly on a consistent basis. Right. And I I don't come up with any better ideas than the next person. Right. Or my products aren't somehow inherently more magical than someone else's. It's just that we like to share that process to get to the final result, right? And this is why Steve Ramsey's so popular, I think, because if you listen and watch anything he does, you know, woodworking for the mere mortal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what a better way to put it. And he's saying, like, look, I'm just like you, and yep. I learned all this stuff, and here I'm going to share it with you. I think there's some, and I get a lot of these comments too. Well, I could make that too if I had ten thousand dollars sure, worth of tools. Right. Well, I if wasn't I had, born with I all had, these. If tools. I had, right? if yeah. I had, if I had, well, I wasn't born with all this stuff. You know, right. this these it's, are things uh, I've acquired over twenty five years of making. Yeah, you know, it's kind of that maker privilege. I'm still acquiring. Right? <laughs> um, Want more, bigger, so better. <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack, and I more were technology. talking about that uh, the other day. Actually, we were out here in the in the shop. It was awesome. Jack came out. We worked. How old on, is Jack now? Jack will be twelve uh, the end of May. Oh man, it's a great age. It's, it's my favorite so age. fun. You know, we're just starting to enter those moments where it's the teenaged, I don't give a fuck 
mode. Um, <laughs> Gotta love that. So He's depending on yeah, depending on which Jack shows up, you know, it can be a good day or a bad day. We had a little, we had a battle yesterday morning, but the other day when he was out here helping, it's just so fun. You know, I um, when Jack was four, five, six years old, he had that. Uh, just want to create, you know, as all kids do. And so it was constantly project after project, dad, let's do this, dad, let's make that. And then as they get older, you know, they, they lose it a little bit. The interest in being out here changes. My shop has changed. I've taken this work more seriously than I did back then. I could easily drop anything back then and say, yeah, let's fuck off and do an Arduino project. You know, I don't give a shit. Mm. This now, is a good point because you're transitioned from day job life to part-time maker to yeah. full-time maker, part-time, mm-hmm. you know, really nothing. I mean, you're doing all the things you want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's in at uh, the really uh, sort of, uh, what do they call that? The, the the formative years of being 12. Yeah. Watching. I, I don't know about you guys, but at that time. I was watching my dad work really hard because he was in his like primary money making years, like right around the time I was 12, he would Mm. be in his mid forties like me Mm -hmm. right now. And he was starting his first company and he was building it up and boy, was that influential on me watching him go from, you know, corporate life to starting a construction business and what that looked like and the stressors that went along with it and seeing a whole bunch of hard work that was yeah. attached to it. Yeah. Man, it made a big influence on me, I'll tell you. That's what it's I hope. why I work so hard. And I, I think you're doing the same thing with Jack. Yeah, it's neat. And what surprises me is what, what kids learn through observation, but then what they don't learn as well, right? Like he, he just about any tool in this shop, he knows how to use. He's seen me use it. He understands the mechanisms. He understands how it works. He understands the work that it does, but he doesn't have experience, right? So if it comes to standing behind the table saw and pushing wood through it, he's seen that happen a hundred thousand times, but he's only done it a few times with me, you know, right over top of him, helping him out. And so it's, it's interesting just like clamping, uh, clamping a leg assembly together, you know? He's seen that happen a thousand times, but when he puts the clamp on, it's all cockeyed and putting pressure in odd directions and everything mm-hmm. else. You know, it's the, he's that, a tactile learner. Like all of yeah. us, he has to do it. You know, yeah. you, you can only watch it. So let's say like the argument for YouTube university. Yeah. You can only watch it so many times. Right. It's so different. For instance, I'm working on these, this I've now totally submersed myself into forge welding steels together and making patterns yeah. and doing all this stuff. And, and that is a process that you can't, you can learn a lot from watching others on YouTube. And I do, but I have to confer with others to make sure that I'm making like, there's little details and thank God I have all on speed dial, Dennis Terrell, James Fleming, Wasteland Ford. I mean, anybody I want to talk to about this, I just go bloop. FaceTime, hey, I'm doing this. And they go, okay, you know, you know, this, this and this. And I don't do that very often. I don't reach out like that. But um, but a set of plans. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, A set of plans will be that for you. 
but it won't you through. get you it, all the way, right? Not uh, all the way. It, it yeah. won't. It, we Jack and I were talking about that with guitar. He's been learning, you know, trying to learn how to play the guitar, and uh, his hmm. teacher has said multiple times, you know, like, and B. Cohen, you can probably, as being a musician, you can relate to this, right? You can know every note on the guitar. You can know where it the is. Trombone's a, an instrument. Is that wait? Is that hold yeah. on. I thought is it was it a the tuba. Trombone? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> tuba that's right you play the tuba yeah, yeah, yeah he plays the tuba sure. so we sure. got that whatever you want but please. But, but but you can <laughs> but you can know where they're all at right and sure and even to the point where your fingers can form the chords uh sure. out of memory but sure. knowing that and playing quote music are two totally different right. things right uh, so it's i think there's and you have people uh, that can read music yeah and play like they can read it like a book and recite it and you yep. can put a piece of music in front of them. They could play it, but then where you, you could ask them to improvise and they, can't do it. It. they cannot do it. It's, it's a two yeah. different left brain, right brain deal. Yes. Where, um, I get this, uh, a lot where people go like when you shoot a YouTube video and you do your intro, how many takes does it take you to do that? One. I'm like one, Yep. one <laughs> initially it used to, I'm a one take guy, but initially it took me a few, you know, few tries to get it. And yeah. then I learned really quickly, I'll spend a day or so before making the video, formulating what I'm going to say, and then hit record and go. It takes yeah. me longer to set the lighting up than it does to do the I'm actual that recording. Too. See, I, that's, that's the it. transition that I'm currently in, where when I first started, the first YouTube video I ever made, it literally took Kyle and I standing in my shop four to five hours just bet, to do yeah. the, the minute long intro I shot, you know, and, and it was just like, I'm sitting here and I'm now. like, yeah, I'm you overanalyzing. I, yeah. I was sitting there overanalyzing and I didn't like the way my inflection was on that. No, now no, I'm just, don't even think about it. But just do I, it. I'll take and, a couple yeah. takes and Kyle will take the best one, but it's just like, you, you just got to move on. Well, you know, right, I so, relate it to, uh, Oh, sorry. I go ahead. No, go ahead, Ben. Instagram, right? Like, I'll post an Instagram post without a second thought, just yeah. boom, fucking gone. Yeah, I have been hurt. posting to Instagram for four years, you know, and I have, I don't know, close to a thousand posts on Instagram. You know, I've got 883 posts. I've done that 883 times. I've posted to YouTube less than half a dozen, <laughs> you know, and so I think repetition is big, but also I think you're right too, Cone, it's learning what you're comfortable with letting out into the world right and right. and if through repetition you build that comfort level but it's also giving yourself a damn break i think sometimes we hold youtube videos on this pedestal that they need to be this high production sexy glossy thing and you know we've talked on this show in the past about that difference between a polished turd and a turd, <laughs> you know, where they you still can taste spend, the same. Yeah. You can spend <laughs> hours polishing this thing when, you know, in reality you should just release it into the world and allow its imperfection. Now, if you want to spend hours on every single post then start polishing, you're going to, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to set that pace early and you're going to have to keep it. You put out a cinematic masterpiece once the expectations already there, you know? So I think give yourself a break. 
<laughs> Colin Furs is an excellent example of this because mm. I don't know if you're Love watching any Colin Furs, but mm-hmm. he's digging. He, he built a like a, a bomb shelter <laughs> under his garden right in the back. And then now he's digging a tunnel that goes between the house and the garage. And yeah. All and people are soaking this up, right? Because yeah. who does this, who? number one? Yeah. And number two, Colin is just really like, that's a, you know what, Brian, we were talking about people get on the show. Let's try to get Colin on the show. Okay. I, I don't, he might sure. come on. I don't know. We'll see. But um, <laughs> podcasts are pretty light those, ask. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Colin, though, is doing, the reason why I say this is he's doing shorts. And his shorts are getting millions of views just on the tunnel update. So, you know, so if he puts out, this is what blew my mind. So when he does a tunnel video, the the last one he put out, I think, has like six million at the time. On the first day, it got like two or three million views. Damn. Like more people watch his tunnel video than they did the Super Bowl. So, you know, like... You start looking at these numbers, yeah. thinking YouTube is dead or, you know, Not people are close. shying away from. No, I don't think so. Well, I think people are wanting this content. They're soaking it up. And then he goes and puts out a 15 second short and it also gets a million plus views yeah. in the first couple of hours. That's speaking think volumes about, uh, about the amount of people who are just trolling yeah. around on YouTube. But I don't know about you guys and how you consume Instagram or or YouTube or A, I find when I'm in production mode and I'm creating a lot of content, you know, I I had a pretty good drought there for four or five months. But now that I'm back to daily posting, I spend a lot less time combing through my feed for one. But for two... I want I want the So wait, go back to that one second, Ben. So you're saying when you're posting daily, yep. you're less likely to be interacting, interacting with others. With others. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And I, I find that to be true for myself as well. You know, you're just you're you're maintaining replying to comments on your posts, you're you're grooming That's your stuff and, and it's kind of, sort of a natural tendency. So when I do find time in my day to go through my feed at least on Instagram, I'm often not just thumbing through the feed. I'm hitting up stories or I'm hitting up reels, right? Because stories Uh, in particular, they're easy. easy. I can put stories on in the background while I work, watch them. They flip through automatically. Interesting. Right. So stories auto advance, which is what I hate about reels. I wish when a reel finished playing, it would move to the next reel automatically like it does with stories. Um, So, in my mind, it's that unpolished content, the behind the scenes that huh. builds my connection. That's take Jimmy for example, right? Yeah. I think he spends we, a lot of time in stories. Well, and we talked about that openness and being open. And um, if folks are trying to accomplish that, I'll, I'll say from my experience, I used to do stories really heavily. I used to do them every day, you know, um, and I really enjoyed it because I got a lot of interaction. And then I just, I don't know what happened, you know, something, I just kind of fell out of doing it. Um, it's exhausting. It I is. Think. It, it is. It, it, because, because people, when they message you on a story, it's a DM and yeah. not a public comment. Yeah. So now there's this, okay, I have to respond to that. 
and I always try to be thoughtful with those responses. So, so let me just say this: at some point, do you see reels and stories coming blending. together, yeah, and blending as one? I, I mean, do. That could be kind of interesting, right? I do, and I think that um, they are trying to compete with TikTok, so yeah, maybe not right. Well, and I think it'd be a it would be a unique a unique product in a way, right? Because TikTok is still like it or not. TikTok is polished turds, right? Because you have to spend time insanely polished, speeding it up. You have some editing on the back. It's harder to make a one minute video. Oh God. Than it is to make a 30 minute video. Like these people on TikTok are insanely talented. Yes. But again, where is the, where where's the business at end of that you know right. I mean, are you just doing it to entertain or you, you know are you hoping to get picked up you can have a million a followers tv network or yeah. i mean what what's what is it because you know they couldn't fit bob claggett could not figure it out and if bob can't figure it out then yeah come on and bob's kind of the king there. in my mind bob is the king of of, of polished video right and bob. he's also the king of doing a ton of research yes and figuring things he's the guy that goes all right i want to spend days on this and i'll figure it out and then he's going i've tried numerous times and i can't do it and in fact even went to workbench con and what sat in on a class and couldn't get the info he wanted so yeah Mm. yeah, it makes you wonder i don't focus on tiktok at all and i did do a few re i at one time was doing reels and I was doing this experiment where I was sharing a reel on Instagram and on Facebook. They're all part of the same group now. But so that video where I made the saw blades as the corner brackets for that workbench, the last time I looked at it was 1.9 million views on that. (sighs) And Facebook basically just stopped notifying me of all the comments because, you know, (laughs) pretty much everybody. So that's on Facebook. Uh, what did it get on, on Instagram? So it got like 600 views on Instagram. Posted the exact same time, exact nope. same day. Absolutely but, no, n- there's no rhyme or reason to the algorithm. How it, much? Um, it doesn't make, make any sense to me. Do you, <clears throat> would you say that you spend more time <clears throat> in Facebook or Instagram? Like when you're consuming? It's or- about equal. Uh, it's about equal i go so instagram i go for entertainment and then i post there man it's i i leverage them differently i look at the platforms completely differently yeah what i found what i found is is that facebook is a place to share information it's easier to share links so you you can send people to places and they can do more research and there's a lot of sharing of actual data there there's a Mm -hmm. lot of misinformation there too Instagram though, it's pure like entertainment for me. I try to like you know. It's and going then to the bar, I'm, right? It's going to the yeah, pub. It is, <laughs> and then I then I do the exact same thing. I start I start sharing videos. I have a very regimented sequence of events. If it's grinder related, it goes in three places on Facebook, and it goes to one place on Instagram. And then I'll take that same video, I'll edit it down and turn it into a reel. It goes on Instagram as a reel, and it goes on Facebook as a reel. Yeah. There is zero correlation between the way those those two groups of people consume content. Right. Instagram <clears throat> tends to be way more thoughtful and it, you know people who are interested in the artistic side and they're they're really wanting to see and and sort of understand but but more visual 
Facebook is more uh, people who are interested in the process. They yeah. want to know yeah. this, this, and this. And then I have a blend of the two because I follow people in both pla- both places. And they, and you know, I'll get one person commenting it on Facebook as one sort of mind frame, and then on Instagram, they'll be the exact same person, but they're more just giving me a thumbs up or a fire emoji or something yeah. along those yeah. terms just to support what what I'm doing, which. I'll tell you this from my standpoint, and I, I preach this to Sarah all the time. Just share everything all the time. This is Gary V's philosophy. Share it all the time. <clears throat> Just dump it into the, the space. Don't worry about editing it too much. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Just put it out there and share because for some reason, and I follow patterning, the algorithm doesn't make sense to me, but it makes no. sense to me. The more I do, regardless of the thought that I put into it, if I think it's valuable information in one way or another, whether it be process, entertainment, or just visual beauty, I share it. And I don't think too much about other than I don't want to spam people in my mm-hmm. DIY belt grinders group. So if it's not if it's me and my dog, I'm not going to share that to the belt grinders group, but I'll right. share it to my housemate industrial page and I'll share it to my personal page and Instagram. Because it gives but, people a picture, right? A glimpse and... They give it a glimpse into what I'm up to every day. Speaking of yeah. which, not to change the subject, I got a new dog. I heard. I was just going to segue it in. You mean dogs, it. right? Not, not yeah, dogs. Do- well, we now have two dogs. And this, Sarah's wanted a rescue, uh, another rescue for a long time. And we're mm-hmm. on this, this group. Um, the domestic, so we started, we used to do the Gulf Coast Humane Society where we would rescue a dog there, which is where we got Mac. And they're a no-kill shelter. But this dog was at DAS, Domestic Animal Services, which is a kill shelter. Oh, yeah. And the dogs only get a 30-day window. And oh, they, she was there for 10, 10 days. Shit. Yeah. 30 and uh, and <clears throat> yeah, 30 days. And she was on day 10. And so it was like, this is we're not letting this dog go. We got to go yeah. get this dog. Yeah, so agree, we man. rescued this dog, and yeah, so uh, all right, so not to change the subject too much because we are already, but I really want to do. I've got a couple of things I really want to discuss. We're forty-one minutes in. I definitely want to thank our sponsor, Maritime Knife Supply. I've got a couple of concepts I need to bring to Lawrence. He listens to the podcast, so I know he'll hear this at some point. Maybe he'll reach out to me. But what do you guys think about doing? Since I'm doing this pattern welded. Uh, experiment where i'm learning damascus and all of this what if we did like billets and collaborations that are sponsored by i'm trying to bring the value to our sponsor not only just talking about how great of a company they are because i do believe in what lawrence is doing it's a side hustle for him but he is crushing it yeah Mm -hmm. he is he is working to become the supplier for knife making goods not only in canada but also in the U.S. because you can take advantage of the Canadian to U.S. conversion rate no, and no. the shipping costs. All of it are the same. You're you're really not paying any more. In fact, a lot of times when I buy things from Lawrence, I'm paying less because I'm getting yeah. the conversion. So, so let me throw this idea out to you guys. So I have been working, you know, I normally buy my steel from uh, New Jersey Steel Baron. They're not a sponsor, uh, but Lawrence sells steels. You know, what if we did like, hey, Lawrence, send me like, you know, this much 1095, this much 1084, this much 15 and 20, and we'll 
make a billet. I'll make a billet here, send it off to Brian. He'll make a knife out of that billet. And then the whole way along, as it once it reaches you, Ben, you could do something with leather sheath, or wood. Yeah, you could sheath, do a sheath. Right. You could you could pick. And that way, Maritime is getting exposure for yeah. being a part of our sponsorship here for Work For It. But also, so people understand that they sell all these other things, not just uh, belts and abrasives oh. and all that other stuff. You know, because the entire process could be sponsored by by maritime yeah Um, it's it's a thought i mean i I don't know how it works but i think it could be something that would be fun for us all and at the end we laser etch their logo into the knife and it gets raffled off and that money goes towards uh you know domestic animal services or some sure ukraine maybe we could send the money to the ukraine there i know uh you know know, speaking of actually you know we can talk about ben Ben's Bites is doing a raffle for you. Oh, right? yes. Good point. Yeah. All, of the, all of the money, he's doing a $10 a ticket, and there's 100 tickets, and all of the money, so $1,000 of that money is going to UNICEF for Ukraine kids. So this technically is not a waffle, but a raffle, because the money definitely does not profit anyone. It goes towards an actual nonprofit. <clears throat> so we can call it a raffle, and it's all legit, because yeah. he does. Yeah, he is sending all that money off and that's a really great point the last time i talked to him i think he was half sold so yeah, he's probably I talked even to him this further morning. along now yeah. I, I got to two tickets morning i bought two at, tickets i bought one as well um he, i talked to him this morning and he, i think he's at 54 sold out of the 100 so okay so he's got nice. 46 jump on it quick, guys. left yeah yeah 46 left out of 100 ten dollars to buy in and he has a website where you can go buy the tickets so it's not some janky PayPal yeah. interaction like what yeah. Brian Cohn does. Hey, hold, on, hold on, hold like on, hold on. I got it on my website. Sending on. money off into the ether where he loses it halfway PayPal. through. Come I mean, on, man. Come on. <laughs> hold on. I'm kidding. Brian's now on the, he's got a website and, and he, yeah, you know, he yeah. does his thing now. So, but uh, I had to twist the knife. <laughs> twist the knife a little bit there, There Brian. it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So I found out, this is kind of cool, following up on our, um, on our podcast that we had before Jimmy, um, a dude I went to high school with, there were two brothers, <clears throat> twins in our class, not identical twins, but one was the valedictorian of, of our class. Just What do they call that? A frat, fraternal twin? Fraternal, I, I believe. Fraternal, if it's boys. Yes. Right? Yes. Fraternal. I, think. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Anyway, they don't look alike. Sarah's telling me it's fraternal if they don't look alike. Okay, yes, so they good. do not look alike. Could not be we more have clarity. Could not be more different. But they were a, a German family. Parents came, I think, directly from Germany. Just real Schmitz. You know, they were the Schmitz, and it was like a a football team. There was eight of them. You know, <laughs> and they were just these. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's German, eight kids in this oh, yeah, family. German Catholic. You know, kids. And yep. uh, so Nathan was the valedictorian of our class, just wicked smart guy, uh, just one of the most personable people, both brothers, just the most personable people you'll ever meet in your life. Um, Nathan went to West Point right out of high school and then became uh, an officer in the Marine Corps. He served like three tours in Iraq Um and now he has, I believe, left the Marine Corps and he founded a nonprofit called the Mountain Seed Foundation. 
Okay. <clears throat> and uh, so they are basically uh, a group that helps refugees and uh, folks in crisis. And he was on, I can't remember what it was, a big news thing like the Today Show or something like that, uh, where they interviewed him and and. Christy, my wife, found it. She's like, hey, check this out. She's like, freaking Nathan Schmitz on the Today Show or whatever the hell it was. But um, so I thought it was Mountain, kind of <clears throat> mountainseedfoundation.org. Yes. And you can go so, there and check it out. And I'm I'm looking at it right now. Their website is amazing. It's it very benefit. Yeah, it's legit. The people it, of so Ukraine. So folks, yeah. I know we had that question sort of at the end um, the other day. You know, what could you do to help uh, the folks in Ukraine? This might be one thing you could do is, is support these folks. I personally, know I like the guy that. And, I, I mean, if you personally know the guy, I yeah. would say if we can organize this, uh, and you know, I don't know, maybe we even bring in Gentry and do like another build along or something. I mean, yeah. you know, who knows? I was going to say know, we could, there's uh, a lot of opportunities here. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, maybe, um, I've thought of a contest. Matt, where get a- ready to send out 900, profiles via <laughs> right? paper printouts again yeah. um, you got enough stamps for that matt <laughs> you could do a um we could do even a contest where it's a five dollar entry fee you know um, oh yeah and that for, would raise money for the the pro the project i i i will say i think that there is because i you know I, I hate to use the term influence but we have so much of it now where we yeah. can organize people and put them together Let's put it to yeah. good this use, community man. is so giving mm-hmm. and yes. they work together in such a great way uh matt gentry proved that with the build along you look mm-hmm. at like the amount of people who are involved in that yes there were sponsors and yes there was prizes at the end and all of that but the the way it was organized and the promotions that he the promotion portion of it where he put it out there really made me think, yeah. wow, there's so many people involved in this making and the maker economy and and everybody <clears throat> putting things together. It's just why not why not just keep people making things, keep yeah. people working towards a common good, and if we can benefit another group that's outside of the maker community like the people of Ukraine. Um, that that by the way that interview with Eugene the with, oh. so many people reached out about feeling strong emotion mm-hmm. yeah. listening to him talk yeah. about that <clears throat> and uh, which is you know it was it was kind of dark but you know we yeah. don't go there that often so uh, yeah was, I've, no, but it's I've good gone too. great I've gone back a couple times just to listen to the last thirty minutes where he talks about it and it, I mean it, it it really gets you goosebumps it's it's it does it's a hell of a thing. It's easy to disconnect from it. You know, it's so easy to just disconnect from it being here in our, our privileged world. And, and that, and that, I think I actually found out about this mountain seed. uh, I think it was a day or two before we had Jimmy on the show, but just, I didn't bring it up last week because eh, it was like, just not the right time, but man, it just having, having done that show and then finding out, you know, somebody who I know fairly well is involved in uh, supporting folks in the Ukraine. That really hit home. You know, it was like, man, this, Mm. it it gets heavy quick. It it touches a lot of lives. There's a lot of people that reached out to me. um, uh, I don't think I'll mention their names, but the people that are married to Ukrainians um, that have Ukrainian, uh, blood you know their, yep. their families uh, came over they're only like first generation americans 
Uh, you know, I, I don't I haven't met a lot of Ukrainian people, no. although I have a guy that works for me who's he's a first generation American who his mother and father were born in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the thing I know, things I notice about the Ukrainian folks is that they're very reserved, you know, very it's like a cultural mm-hmm. thing where they're you know, they, they don't want to say anything bad about the situation. They oppose it. But it's like they're they're just. They're just waiting to see. Everyone is just kind of holding their breath, hoping, you know, fingers crossed. This is going to end in a positive way. So anyway, I don't want to I don't want to get too deep into that. I I love the (laughs) people of Ukraine. I support you. Thank uh, you so much for everybody that that reached out. I do, however, want to switch gears into WFI projects because we did not have a ton of time last week with Jimmy. You started it. You started it and shouted out one. (laughs) And then it was like, it shifted. Yeah. And it kind of imploded on itself. And if you're not looking at WFI projects, you need to, I want to spend, let me just look at the time frame here. We are 51 minutes, 52 minutes. Yes. We, we have so much to talk about because, you know, we've had yeah. guests on for the last two episodes. Right. So just us BSing Which is, is kind fun. of thing. I love oh, the yeah, guests. Oh, yeah, totally. I love the guests. I love the But we don't get that too. same. Yeah, we don't get that same like, you know, hey, let's dig into this stuff. First and foremost, I would like to just pull up. Um, there's This is a Florida guy. I'm like, quote unquote, met him or started following his work through my buddy Kenny. So you guys know my buddy, Kenny Zikersh. He's mm-hmm. the guy that had the aluminum shop next to my old workshop. And studio. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, his buddy, uh, who is Dale Hunter is in Lakeland, Florida and it's Hunter Metalworks. So he turned me on to him. If you, if you go to Hunter Metalworks, he has 110 followers right now. He has an Etsy shop, but he's actually, uh, working on an engine right now. So he, and he's just showing like how he installed an overhead hoist and how he's got it bolted to a ceiling and stuff. I find this stuff fascinating because I would love at some point to do, and he's using the same winch system, by the way, that I'm using to raise and lower my lights. It's the exact same one. So it's kind of neat to see what he's What's doing. What's the but weight rating on those? Is it hundreds mine of pounds? Is, yeah, mine's rated for 450 pounds. So you could technically use light it as rig, a pretty good gantry for something. Well, it's attached to like kind of a sheet metal beam. So yeah. like in my my space, I really wouldn't put a ton of weight on it. My entire lighting rig is probably 60 pounds total. You know, okay. they, they yeah. look huge, but they're all filled with air. There's not much to them. But um, but Hunter Metalworks, go find him on Instagram. He's doing an, an engine project right now, and he's got a bunch of other really good stuff on Instagram, too. So go nice. give him a follow. Nice. I'll take on nice. the next one. I've got Bent Llama. And boy, uh, Nate Wapple. Yes, it is Nate Wapple. So <laughs> this thing is ridiculous. He made a flatting hammer. So this is a 10 pound sledgehammer and he welded on a one inch thick four by four square of mild, which is about a pound. So it's an 11 pound flatting hammer. I almost picked this one <laughs> to talk about it because How I'm like, that is, is that insane. Thing? I mean, it's, it's like an, an anvil. You swing with a hammer. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, well, with flatting hammers, normally you place it on top and then hit the right. back. But goodness gracious, would this thing be a one hell of a thing to have in the forge? Lord this thing says it's eleven pounds total. Eleven pounds without yeah. a handle. Oh man! <laughs> you don't wear. I want to see him try to swing it once. We need to get him. We need to get him to make. You can't a video. really swing those. Yeah, you I can't know, really I swing know, those. I know, I know. But wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun? <laughs> 
Uh, it, it looked like damn Thor over there. You Ooh. want to make sure you're wearing your steel-toed shoes. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I've got Espoke Studio. And I don't know. Uh, this is, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Help me out from um, the Working Hands podcast. I believe this is his wife. Oh, so it's Keith? Is it Keith, Keith or is I'm it Chad sure or is it Tony? Keith. Uh, pretty sure Keith. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, she is, uh, this is, I think, for their challenge, the Make What You Fear challenge, uh, is making a leatherwork project. So she's got a, a reel with her pattern all laid out on the leather, and she's cutting out her pieces there. Um, she does a ton of stuff. Uh, if you're not following Espoke Studio, just spelled just how it sounds, E-S-P-O-K-E Studio, all one word. She, did, I mean, she's forging leather work, woodwork, epoxy. She does it all. They both do, uh, Blackthorn and her, Blackthorn Concepts. But uh, yeah, pretty cool folks. Uh, great uh, podcast, work the Working Hands podcast. And um, yeah, two makers. I know Keith gets up to the Blackthorn quite, uh, fairly regularly, it seems, for their hammer-ins and events and stuff like that. But uh and, uh, I yeah. wish I lived closer to me that too, place. man. I, oh, I was man. closer, you know, when I was back in PA, I was only about four, four and a half hours away. And, uh, maybe this summer, uh, we're talking I'm about closer maybe, by plane. I think yeah. just fly up there, but we're talking about heading back East for a month or so this summer. And, uh, I, I think I might take a road trip. There you go. Yeah. Well, if you do that, give me some heads up. Yeah. Let's because, uh, that'd be we're, we're going to travel. We're going to be in Pennsylvania this summer, I think. And you guys will be over on on the Philly side, the eastern side, which isn't all that far from that area, East Durham area. Yeah, yeah. New York. So New you're York. saying once you get up that high, you're just going to make the rest of the trip up to Michigan, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> Michigan. Well, that's kind of the other thing that we, we talked very briefly about the other day, right? And that is getting the three of us together and i think um you know finding sponsor Maker camp would be a pretty great a yeah. pretty great way to do that sure would wouldn't it yeah so I, I i guess i don't know maybe maybe we all i don't know i'll speak for myself i won't speak for you guys but you know adding a sponsor we've often talked about not adding sponsors and so adding a sponsor it's like I think being intentional with what that's going to gain us. Yes. And I think we've talked about well, getting the three of us together. This. You know? And I'll tell you what we're doing with the money is that we're putting it into a coffer and then it will pay for trips like that. Yeah. You know, it'll take a while. I mean, we don't have sure. that many sponsors, yeah. but um, it'll take a while. But I mean, you know, when we decide that we want to go somewhere, that could pay for a flight yeah. for all of us. You know, and, I think that's, and take uh, some of the edge off when it yep. comes yes. to that. So, so probably just cool to let folks know that, you know, I think it's, uh, we're not just, we ain't getting rich on this shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, however, am independently wealthy. So oh, I don't right, worry right. about things yeah. like that. Thankfully you yeah. share with us and you know, right. our, our Bentleys are hidden behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> 
drop the part of you. my Instagram you don't see. <laughs> Damn, right. my Bentley looks a lot like a broken down Astro van. I don't know. What you that. have a dog right. named Bentley too? Uh, <laughs> All right, I want to dive into another. Uh, this this is great because Wengel's workshop is sharing some progress photos of his uh, dagger for the mm-hmm. dagger challenge. Uh, by the way, awesome coup that you per- pulled off. You and Dennis pulled off the Jimmy Duresta ass yeah. for the next knife challenge. <laughs> yeah, that was When slick, that came dude. up, that was totally blind. I did not know Love that you were going to do that. Yep. And I was like, wow, we're putting him on the spot. Here. We got him in a yes totally moment. Stoked to do it. it. I think he's he all will, about it. For and- sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Love it. I love it. But anyway, if you go to Wengel's workshop, all one word, Wengel's workshop on Instagram, he's showing off his dagger build. And it looks pretty freaking awesome. And speaking of which, my dagger build is coming along. I'm going to be grinding on it today and making more video. I'm about halfway done with the project <laughs> and the video. So I'm going to slide into home base. What, when does this video do? What, what is it? Uh, April 15th, I believe it is. Oh, I got plenty of time. Plenty of well, time. I've already Plenty been done for a couple time. weeks. So. This is the fishing themed uh, project. This is it. Yeah, yeah. This is the fishing hook, line, and sinker dagger. Yeah. And uh, we're, yeah, it's a, uh, I'll have to, we'll have to wait to show everyone, but it'll be kind of, it's an interesting uh, experiment with using different materials to make. From, yeah. from what you steel. sent me, it looked like it was successful. It was successful. The steel was successful. Um, I wish I had more steel. I wish I would have made it bigger. I think that's like the the thing I'm taking away from making pattern welded steels is that always start with more. Yeah. You know, it's always better always to start have more. with double. Yeah. Maybe not double, but double. yeah, like this last billet, everybody kept saying to me like, wow, that's a lot of steel. You're, you're, you know, put, you know, welding together and it's a huge billet and it's like well i'm doing it so that in just in case something were to fail i'd have room uh, you know to mess around and then Mm -hmm. it was all successful which was super cool and then Mm -hmm. i just did a hot cut and made another billet out of it so it worked out yeah is there a general rule you know because you said double I with woodworking. Oh, shit. I pulled that out of my ass. Don't yeah. don't trust me. Well, I know like with woodworking, I usually or you know if I'm going to order lumber, let's say I'll order thirty to forty percent more. Um, yeah, that's just, about right with steel. Okay, I would say thirty percent because you just don't know something right. could go wrong, and you're or yep. you you could say I'd love to make a butcher knife out of this and just not have enough material yeah. you know, to, mm. to do that. And with yeah. wood and, and woodworking, it sometimes comes down to piece size, right? So you may have technically enough board footage, but you can't get, you know, you can't get three, four-foot boards out of an eight-foot piece of stock. It just ain't going to yeah, work. So, yeah, so, yeah, you, you need those those lengths you have, yeah, to, yeah. you have to figure that out uh two birds blade works i don't oh, know if you're following him yep. but you need to antelope acres that. california leon shanks 535 followers go give him a follow if you want to become insanely inspired by his damascus integral integral bolsters he is doing it it's like buttery amazing flowing organic shapes to make knives super inspiring like i'm looking at his work and i just i just want to scoop it up man his damascus is unbelievable and then he goes even a step further and makes these integral bolsters bolsters which is just 
I'm drooling. I'm drooling all over it. I love Sexy. it. Ben, oh, you did Bent Llama already, right? With his. Yeah. I, I, I hope somebody brings up his quench tanks. Yeah, I was yeah. Just, that's what I was just looking do at. Do it, do it. What's, what's up those with those? Tanks. Those things are massive. They, they look incredible. Or I think it's just one tank. It's it's one tank he took okay. a photo of and then split it in half. Is it yeah. is it tip tilted a little bit at an angle or is that just a photo, you think? I think it's just a photo. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's a big ass quench tank. Yeah, I mean that seems you know I'm no knife maker, but also like today's dunk a sword dad joke. There. Today's dad joke is brought to you by Nate Wapole of Walrus Steel. He's also Bent Llama on Instagram. Nine out of ten people addicted to brake fluid can't stop. <laughs> brought to you by walrus steel straight out of vermont <laughs> canadian-based maker nate walpole bringing you Love the it. best dad jokes on the market hey speaking of dad jokes um jason hartwell um <laughs> i don't know if you saw it looks like he got out to some kind of was it a nascar race he's got a post yeah, it here like it, yeah it was yeah I think it was, I, it kind of resonated with me because it was, he was, I saw his stories where he was apologizing. The podcast was going to be late and I could tell it was like really bothering him that he went to a race instead of, you know, serving the community or whatever. And I think, you know, I commented like, man, sometimes you just got to get the hell away from it all. You know, like give yourself yeah. a break. Yeah, and, we all skip shows from time to time. He shouldn't yeah. feel bad about that. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's... And also, he still got the show out. It was just right. a little bit late. Yeah, a little late. Yeah. So and we've done that too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... Technical this, difficulties or whatever. That good reminder to folks, take a fucking break. But that's the problem with sharing everything too, you know, and you like... Yeah. You have obligations to do things, and then people see you doing other stuff. They're like, "Oh, it's nice! You could go to that yeah. thing, and then you know that's, you can't uh, get back to me on DMs." That feeling's right. real, and that's one of the things that has that prevented me from quote coming back to Instagram. Right? It's been four or five months, and I have intentionally held off on starting to post until I knew that I could. I could legitimately do it, right? I didn't want to just drop farts here and there. I wanted to you come back. Half ass it. To be consistent. Whole ass, whole ass this motherfucker. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> All right, I one know- more time. I want to dig right at one more yeah. WFI project coming out of uh, Makaweo, Hawaii. Makaweo. It's a Zura maker. It's a Zura underscore maker doing this superconductor combination burl buckeye accent amazing ring that he made i don't know if you saw this again i'm going to uh mention this because uh carol ann uh does this from kawa jeanette uh she does she sets up her photos you know oh, so well. she takes the time you know the the pine boughs and the the you know the 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 wood you know behind. But she claims she beautiful. doesn't. I was DMing with her the other day, and oh. I said I was about my my little backdrop video backdrop that I shared in my stories oh, the other natural. day, and uh, I said, you know, I I really need to take lessons from Brian House because he treats his workshop like a studio, like a filming <laughs> studio, and I'm yes. always half-assing shooting from the hip, and so she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, and I thought, but your photos are so killer. <laughs> right. See, if you set up your studio as or workshop as a studio, 
even your half-assed shooting from the exactly. hip stuff tends Let's to come out pretty nice, you know. So that's why I do spend so much time on that. But yeah. it's Azura underscore Maker, uh, straight out of Macaweo. I think I'm saying that right. And if I'm not, it's uh, because I can't. Because you're not Hawaiian. I'm, I'm not Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. He has 2,698 followers. So two more followers. He'll have 2,700 followers on Instagram. Go give him some love. Well deserved. And check yeah. out his, yeah, well deserved. His content is amazing. And not only that, his work is amazing. Really? Uh, the, uh, the way he set this all up and his presentation and everything. Again, you can tell by looking at his stuff. He takes a lot of time to set these things up. And if you want the attention on Instagram, you want to get people buying your stuff, this is what it's going to take. Step up your game, take better photos, share regularly, and do your thing. And work for it. Work for, <laughs> work for it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any, I'm, any not, other, I'm, not quite looking, I'm not quite looking at wedding bands yet, but when I do... I'm looking his way. That's Ooh, for that's an interesting oh, concept. Wedding band I, you from know, It's I, Azura. I thought about that. Uh, you know, I don't, I wear one ring. It's never come off my finger since the day my wife slid it on there. Except once when I was cutting a Christmas tree and my hands got cold drunk and I flicked it off my fucking finger. <laughs> that's a whole other story. And a metal detector. Did you throw it at her like... Get yeah. this ring. Well, it was I'm funny. Sick it was... of this marriage. So we got married. Don't tell me my woodworking sucks. <laughs> we got married in ben, August. Calm down. And uh and we got married in August and that and that Christmas following like the wedding or whatever. Uh we were up in the woods cutting a Christmas tree and the ring was probably too big for me anyway, but yeah, my hands got cold. So the ring could slide around shrunk. and I was blowing on my hands, you know, like <sighs> trying to warm them up and shook them and didn't uh -huh. notice it at all. Mm. Didn't notice it till we're driving back down the fucking road to go home. And I'm, <gasps> I got my hand on, you know, at 12 o'clock on the steering wheel and I go, like, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, so we continued to drive back to town about an hour and a half into town, went straight to Cabela's bought a metal detector, drove back up into the woods, found the ring, Interesting. drove right back to town, two Cabela's, returned a metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no one was This the is the best story I've ever heard. There really should you be a no a return detector. policy on metal detectors. I'm telling you, that has to happen. I all love the it. Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> you know, so got it back, what? but that's literally the only time the thing's been off my finger. Holy shit. All right. I got to bring up K-Hack underscore Cutlery. Yes. Great story, Ben, by the way. K-Hack <laughs> underscore Cutlery. Um, he's got a, and uh, looks like desert ironwood, I'm assuming, handle. And he's talking about, and now, I don't know if you've seen what he did with this. There's like a cool, like dark plug that he put in on the bottom. And he shaped the handle in a really cool way. Um, so he says something in the notes of this photo where he says he is dumbfounded with the ease of making Ironwood look fantastic. And yeah. I fall mm. into that same category with him on Ironwood. Really tough wood. It's hard to work with. Like, it eats up belts and stuff. So you have to really be careful. Yeah. That's why I mill mine. I don't know if you've seen me milling desert ironwood, mm -hmm. but I, yep. I put it in my I've milling machine. I've never used it. It's Speaking really of, dense, hard wood, but it looks wood, awesome. 
Speaking of Ironwood, that that knife I forged out and sent your way, Brian. I'm starting to think I got swindled, and somebody told think me that's that Ironwood. That, yeah, I'm thinking it's they bullshitted ironwood. me because that was yeah, that was a friend of soft. a friend that was like, "Oh, hey, I got some Ironwood from the UP. You know, you can make well, a knife out of this shit." There is Michigan Ironwood, so there is a difference, and there's Desert Ironwood, Michigan yeah. Ironwood. I know there's different, and it could be that that's the that michigan you know like it does a lot of things poorly grows differently poorly you know kind of like substandard you know wow the water and maybe it was grown in flint i don't know right just thinking wow. out here. that's funny wow. Wow. no but you're right Ooh, i got um, you again got you ge- again <laughs> geography can play a lot of of roles in trees right like um a lot of times you'll hear black walnut or black cherry or uh there's a what is it in california there's a specific type of walnut that grows um yeah. but yeah it definitely can be it's different. all different yeah because of the temperatures and yep. humidity. The by the way i love the, the beautiful people of michigan <laughs> all right now you're backpedaling, huh? You, you can't take your hard stance and actually stand there and take it, huh? <laughs> take it like a fucking Listen, man! Listen, Matt Gentry, Matt Gentry <laughs> comes from Michigan. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Can we say there, are, there, there is at least one great thing. Oh, <laughs> one good wow, thing in wow. Michigan. Brian, we love you, but I, we and wouldn't say there's a tuba to player you, up love. there. There's a tuba player, a tuba player, player up there that I follow on Instagram. A couple of them, yeah. Couple of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so any other, do you want to look at any more work for it projects or? I was going to change the subject. I know we're okay. uh, an hour and twelve minutes in, but do we want to go real quick through what we had going on in our shop the last couple of weeks? I know Ben, oh, you've yeah. got your aprons. You want to talk about your aprons? Sure. Uh, yeah. So we didn't actually get to talk too much about it because Jimmy was on. But last yeah. week is I launched the website and uh, been chipping away at that. It's a it's a lot more work I think than than anybody ever realizes building a website. You know, it seems fairly simple at the surface, couple photos, couple paragraphs, mm. Bob's your uncle. But the process of setting up an online store is a whole nother animal, right? And uh between how you're going to take payments and how you're going to pay taxes and how you're going to do shipping and how, you know, it's a, an evolution uh constantly. So Got all that set up, got all the apron stuff up there. Uh, Butler have built- you sold any yet? I have, yes. I'm hey. shipping today, actually. Uh, some products, pocket protectors are going out. So Can you say folks- who it's going to? Uh, I, Anybody we know? Uh, Jared Weaver. Hey, there oh, we go. Yeah. Jared. I love Jared. And, oh, one second. I. Well, I'll find I'll find the name of the apron that's going out, but so so appreciate that. I mean, I I've had a lot of folks reach out. I've I've I believe... how long does it take you to make one of these aprons? Like um, if, if I'm if I let me just say, let me let me put it from another perspective. If I'm a customer and I go on your website, I love the names by the way. Thanks. Dark Knight. I'm looking at the Dark Knight. I love that. The Dark Knight if, is. If I order one from you, yep. you make it. Do you have them in stock or do you make them to made order? Made to order. Yeah. Made to order. Made and to so order. how long? So if I if I order one today, how long am I gonna wait? Be about a week. Whoa. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. Quick turnaround. Look at yeah, you. That's not and, bad. And so that's mostly, you know, you got two days of shipping in that. Um the other yeah. 
So you're saying to, in my hands in a week, not yeah. shipped. Should be about in oh, your hands in about a week. Ow. Yeah. Damn. So, and part of I the, like this, by the way. You say on the website, all Butler built aprons share the same cut yeah. or overall shape. So what you're doing is brilliant, by the way. I'm going to stroke your shaft a little bit here. <laughs> this is a great concept because you could pre-cut all of those. Well, you know, not necessarily. So oh, they share can't. the same cut, so the same shape, but you can cut, you get to choose the size. And and oh, the, the biggest see. reason that I did it this way is that I believe most people give up on aprons because they fit like shit. They fit mm, like shit point. because most makers charge extra for a wider apron or a longer apron or a you know any kind of a well, it's um, more material. It's more material. Right? So, In my yeah. mind, that's a cost that I'm willing to eat so that the apron fits people better. So wow. you get to choose wow. your width. There's three different widths, and then there's three different lengths. So if you're a shorter guy but you want a longer apron, you can order a longer uh, length and a skinnier waist. You know, Or yeah. if you need a, a big waist and a long apron, you can do that as well. Um, I think there's six inches, four four to six inches. I don't remember off the top of my head. Four to six inches difference between the skinniest and the widest and the shortest and the longest. Okay. So that gives you some variability. I could punch those out, right? And I could, there's nine combinations of sizes, basically. I could have those ready, but I'm just right now. Anyway, yeah, it makes more sense. You know, yeah, now that I know that there's so much customization customization yeah. it's and right. i wanted but to man, do that dude, your photos are great on here man oh, yeah. what's your what's your back end for this Who so you i ended up using? going with squarespace because i got a okay. uh, discount pretty pretty good like 30 percent discount sucked you in coupon yep. yeah that's and where I, you are you, right did, too brian you're I, a squarespace guy i yeah. made the same mistake i don't I don't I love made it that i same don't mistake. hate it i got i think a it's, 25 or 30 percent discount yeah and I, I, yeah. No. Overall, are you happy with it though? Are well, you happy with I also, space? so I, I Eventually. put, I put probably two days worth of work six months ago into my website and haven't really done a whole lot with it since. Yeah. So okay. maybe if I spent more time and I knew what I was doing a little bit better, I could make it work for me a little bit better. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. Maybe it's, it's a combination of I'm not really that much of a computer guy. So like, you know, making a website on my own is already kind of a big ask. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I see the greener grass on the Brian house side of things. Yeah. The square. Yeah. I, I love think... that. Uh, no, I'm on Shopify. See, Shopify. 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 Again. Damn yeah. it all. <laughs> right. Shopify. I, um, you know, as somebody, I, I used to build websites and still, still could and do at some level, but I, I would agree. It's not, it's not amazing, but it's also not terrible. There's okay. a fair number of uh, add-ons you can pull in and, um, you know, little hooks that you can do to, to have like shipping, notif you know, some of that sexier automated type stuff you can pull in there. Um, but it does take a little bit of work um, digging mm. that up. One thing that really messed me up is that when I first started building my site, Squarespace had templates. So you'd go through and you'd say, oh, I like this template, and you'd apply it, and your website would take that template. Now they don't have templates at all. They did away completely with templates, and now you just have 
add a page and then you have page elements. So mm, like drag and drop kind of deal. Kind like, of. You that... could you're choosing a layout, I guess, is the best. So you choose a layout as a starting point, and then you can go through and say, Oh, I want to remove this top uh banner and I want to replace it with uh, like an image carousel, you know, or, or something like that. Oh, so they've got all these elements or say, I want to, I want this page to be nothing but my Instagram feed. So you say mm. add content and you choose Instagram connection. Boom. In comes all your Instagram posts. Then you can set settings for that and say, I want 12 posts to show up three rows of four. Okay. Perfect. So they, they kind of did away with templates in, in a way, and they've made it more like a WYSIWYG editor or a what you see is what you get editor. Um, yeah, that's a kind I, of an interesting approach. I mean, it you is. Know, if you think about it, because like with Shopify, it's templates and you yeah. can buy templates too, you know, so like yep. everything's a la carte. And sometimes I don't like that because I yeah. don't, I get caught up in the, uh, for instance, I, I, I changed Sarah and I have been working on changing all the, basically the template of the website to make it look a little bit better and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it did something that broke all of my YouTube video yeah. links. So all my embeds were gone. gone. And I'm yeah. like, so now I'm getting all these people going, well, I bought this, but I don't know how to do it. Or I don't know how to put it. Yeah. I'm like, well, just watch the video. It's right there. And they're like, no, what no video? It's not. And then, and it's gone. It makes me look like an idiot. Yeah. Like who puts code in their template to strip out a right. freaking iframe or an embed. Yeah. And uh, so I got super annoyed with that and went to the developer and was like, what? Yeah. You fucked Why? this shit up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's like, I don't want to use your stuff because of this. What else is it doing? And then, yeah. and, and that same developer wrote something else in there that broke my checkout process. So oh. nobody else could check out on my site. I was like, you're gone. And Goodbye. You don't test you know, this. It's a freaking Shopify it's a theme store and you don't theme. test the checkout process. Yeah. I mean, so what you're oh. saying is you're going to switch over to Squarespace. Come <laughs> to the dark side. Come on. I think, you know, I think I at know, the maybe. end of the day, they're all about the same at some level. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe what my one thing, the final thing I would say on it is, it probably what you're experiencing, B Cone, is most folks out in the maker world aren't website developers, yeah. right? And so if if the thought of sitting in front of a computer for even an hour and intensely focusing on not the way something looks, but how it works, you know, like it's kind of like assembling fucking furniture at some level from IKEA, mm. you know? <laughs> it's that like, is a very good analogy. Um, if you don't like so looking up how to solve some very obscure problem and you're not good at Googling, you're probably going to have a hard time, you know. You have a couple of opportunities. I'm going to give you some insight on your website. Love it. Number one, you need a frequently asked questions page. Yes. Like where, so start compiling okay. frequently asked questions. Yeah. One of which, how long does it take for me to get my apron or my product? Number two, you need to start figuring out products that relate to leather goods. Yep. You should start selling leather oil if you're not already doing it, some Going sort of conditioning to, yep. stuff, any H of that stuff. Uh, also team up with, say, somebody who makes hooks, like a blacksmith, somebody that could, uh -huh. like maybe Bri like Brian Cohn, could, could do a collaboration, do or collaboration where you you have apron hooks, maybe, yep. or something along those lines. I am just anything, to, just to jump in for just a second. Web. 
Yeah, just to ahead. jump in for a second. Um, speaking of that collaboration, you know, maybe I'll be making hooks for you, Ben. And um, I've been working on these uh, stainless steel high production knives, and we've been talking about like a thin, not quite a full sheath, but kind of like an edge guard, almost yep. like a mask for a for a hatchet or an axe yep. for them. And I've been talking to Ben about you know getting those kind of figured yeah. out for that. So we all that kind um, of stuff back needs and forth. to. And that's part of uh, around your product, your products. That's one of my larger, more long-term visions for Butler built is that it's a resource. I I don't want it to just be a leather goods brand, right? That's, that's my starting point. And I think that's a, it's a really good jumping in point in the future. I'd like to build it out and offer shop space for other makers who make things either related to leather or not, you know, and it could be uh, rings from Itazura maker or, you know, whatever that might be, it would be, I think a resource for that, but then also a resource for folks to come learn how to do things and get products that help them do things better. Mm. So you mentioned related products to leather goods, Brian, I've been playing around with, um, their wet mold forms. So mm. folks can make, uh, like little leather catch all trays, and a lot of folks struggle with making these uh, and building an actual mold that you can wet the leather and shape it around. And I've got a flipping CNC. So, right. <laughs> so I, um, yeah. I saw this, and I, I will say this is not my idea. I saw this uh, on Quarter Leather's YouTube page. They had a video about these uh, molds that Buckle Guy is selling. And I thought, man, that is so slick. I could offer about any shape that anybody wanted, right? So you pick some obscure shape, I'll cut it on the CNC, turn it into a mold and send you the damn mold. So I'm working on that as a as a probably a new product for next month is the ability for somebody to send me a shape as a file, as a JPEG or even a drawing on a piece of paper and then I would build a wet mold uh, for your leather work out of it. And then you can, you could stamp out these little catch-all trays. And then the other customization I would add is that I could even engrave your logo into the mold so that when you mold these trays, mm, it makes it, the shape and brands it with your logo in the middle. So those I'd are- I'd like to, uh, to interject with some capitalist- Do it. Uh, you know, That's what I need. If, I think you should be so busy making aprons that you'll run out of time. I'd love for it. that stuff. Because the one-offs, we talk about this. I'm a, you know, the one-offs are great, but yeah. they're a one-off, and you wanna you wanna do this repeatable process where you're sure. making something that you. Good point. If if you ever had to farm it out to make more money, you could. Not yep. to say that you'd farm out the entire process, but maybe you work with a leather company that's going to stamp your aprons into multiple configurations or whatever, and then you put your finishing finishing touches on it. Um, just be thinking in terms of that. I like all the other stuff you're yeah. thinking too. I just, and you that's know, I'm, where I'm always I, uh, trying to think about doing more and re- repetitive yeah. stuff. That's the, and that, I think, might be the starting point, right? With that in mind, with wet molds for leather is to offer a half a dozen shapes that you could crank out on the CNC. That, that I right? like. So that I like. And then also selling the intellectual property. 
Yep. So, so people could license it and use it for their own stuff. Yeah. There you go. See, yep. that is something you could really turn into uh, some flow, some cash yeah. flow. The one-off stuff. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, "Hey, will you do this one-off custom thing?" It's like, I yeah. Know, even like, <laughs> I've I'm, been. I, I am not built for that. I have been definitely struggling with that one because it, it is so enticing, right? To say, "Hey, I'll put your Sounds logo fun. on this," but you're right, man. I don't want to be dealing with people's uh, shitty JPEGs and turning them well, into that's just it. CAD, you know, CAD cam stuff. No, people don't realize they want their stuff laser etched on something. And you know, uh, TR Maker does this, and it's great. I love that he does it. But I'm like, how do you deal with you know oh. the eight bit pixelated thing? Because it's an hour minimum, all the, right? Minimum no, at an least, hour if of not your time. more. It's an hour or just more to set to it convert up. It. Yeah, just to set it up. It's a really tough thing and people go well you just have this machine just load the file in there and shoot it on there it's like oh no it's not that easy not that easy not that easy the technology is just not there yet i mean maybe with these million dollar laser etchers sure but yeah but not this these these little guys but uh all right well listen uh we are shifting into the shifting into the last portion of the show i already talked about what i've got going on brian what do you got going on yeah so I've had a couple of pretty major things go through my shop. So I yeah, got man. these five, speaking of TR Maker, I got these five stainless steel knives, the the uh, the um, chef knives. And I made one little post. Basically, I held them. I put them up against a white wall, took a picture to show it off. And I've already got two of them paid for, one of them spoke for, and the other two, you know, Ooh. up for sale. So, so let me guys, ask you this. hit me up. Is, <laughs> is the project... I love this shit, by the way. Oh, so yeah. is the has the project paid for itself yet? Oh, the first one paid for itself. Yeah. Killer. Well, yes. here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I am taking all of the money from these first five and reinvesting it into buying more of them. And it's not like it's not oh, like boy, you're just getting boy. a stainless steel knife. Like I'm still doing custom handles, whatever. Yes, I'm sure. doing only G10 on these guys. They're beautiful and pieces. I will too, by the way. I will let you pick your colors and we can do pretty much whatever funky colors you want. And I mean, it, it cut down my time. I normally spend 10, 15, 20 hours on a custom knife and I haven't made one yet, but I'm guessing that's going to drop dramatically, but the prices also drop dramatically. So it's like, you know, people are still getting my design. They're built to my specs. So you You had, (laughs) so let me just maybe recap, but so you had TR maker, cut these cut the shape and yep. get them basically close to finished you, you so do let me sharpening. tell you exactly what he's done so he's cut the shape in aebl steel he's heat treated them he has ground the bevels he's done a little bit of finishing grinding i'm, I'm still buffing him up making him look just a little bit more shiny mm-hmm. and he laser etched my logo on the side all i have to do is put on the put on the handles do a little bit of finishing sanding yeah put on an edge out the door, man. So for one, but like, you know, normally I sell my knives, high carbon steels, four fifty. Um, you know, these are the chef knives, though, almost eight inch chef knives. Yeah. So four fifty for high carbon steel. You were looking at seven hundred plus for Damascus, and yep. these things are coming in at two hundred dollars, and Killer. people seem to like them. Yeah, I'll tell you what, dude. You you took all of my advice and combined <laughs> it into the perfect project that will now be the gateway drug for yeah. you to see the potential in doing you know taking yeah making these repeatable processes yeah 
and making it work for you. You know, the, the idea that we can, you could be a one-off knife maker and that's a possibility. It can happen, but you need that project. You need that flagship project that's mm-hmm. going to keep generating income for you so that you can do the other fun stuff that you want to do. Sustainable cash flow in a business. It's the only way to stay above water. Absolutely, and I'll tell you, man, you took you took that idea and ran with it. I love it. It's so good. I'm not taking credit for it, by the way. I'm joking, <laughs> by the way. I, I, this is not my idea. Well, Just like the uh, WFI projects, I, right? I maybe yeah. put, yeah, I maybe pushed you in the right direction. I know we talked about it a few times, and I was just like, yeah, I think it's a great idea, you know. So, and right. it's a cool. You testament. drove me. You drove me to the right place. You put my hand on the doorknob, and you, yes, I, <laughs> I technically you turn turned the, the doorknob and walked. I also in, but, had a, I know. had a little role <laughs> in the CAD work, right? That yeah, you're my CAD guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so you know. Well, and this is so cool we're doing these chef knives. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing this you know first set of five to pay for the next i mean shit i guess i haven't even thought about how many i'm gonna be able to buy with them and then once i roll out these chef knives and they're selling well i'll do a bunch of you know creative things with the handles try to make yes. you know one-off stuff like that and you need yeah. another profile you gotta and start then that's thinking the thing. now the next thing i'm gonna do my my edc3 with that finger hole in it that seems to yeah. be a, a big yeah. seller for Banger me people love that Got a big hey, maker no, that's, capitalist that's boner on. going on right now. But so we're gonna Love do that hanger. And then from there we'll start to look at different designs and stuff. Basically well, I'm so gonna neat. I'm gonna go through all of my my sales over the last two years and basically put them in piles of, you know, the same design over yeah. and over again. Whichever pile's highest, that's what nice. I'm gonna start working with. And so it. cool that, you know, again again, not a knife maker here, but just really neat how those resources are out there in the community for folks that want to do it, right? TR Maker can can produce that an accept, a level of quality that you're comfortable with, yeah. right? And at a budget and time uh, consideration that meets your needs, right? So maybe if folks haven't thought of doing something like that know that there are resources out there right and it can be done i mean it's i feel like maybe i might be shooting myself in the foot you know now everybody and their brother is going to be going to tr maker for this well that might hey. be but but that's okay too because he's got resources yeah. available yeah. to him that we just don't like here, uh, so. just like brian always says right uh you you could you could have his grinder plans and sell them on your website and still not come anywhere close to touching, you know, moving the needle on his business. I mean, you can emulate, but you'll never, (laughs) there's only one B cone baby. And then the other thing, the other thing that's been in my shop and this is totally on the opposite end, one off, you know, completely in the full one off side of things is I made my first ever uh, friction that folder. Thing oh, that thing is bad ass. Fully forged it. friction folder, and I fully expected this thing to be a failure. Um, basically, oh my god, who was I talking to? Oh shoot! Now, now I'm gonna forget who it was I was talking to. But I watched their, I saw their version of a friction folder, and got absolutely obsessed about it. And um, oh man, I feel bad for forgetting who it was I was talking to. And uh, basically, I got obsessed about it. I made a few changes, and I, I did a few things to make it my own. I tried it once, and it was successful. I'm surprised at just how quickly I could make one of these things. Yeah. But making this first version, I've already picked out like 100 different things I'm going to do different on the second time around. Oh, bet, right? 
just that because was, uh, you know just like anything you try you try it the yeah. first time and it's an ugly piece of shit and the next time it's still an ugly piece of shit but it I works t- a little bit better that's <laughs> that's what in, in a lot of ways that's what took me so long to finally get the apron stuff out the door you know the apron that i sent brian was a very early prototype that i had messed around with and and it was very square chest pocket and i I wasn't thrilled with it because it came too close to what was already out there. You know, for- wait a minute. You sent me this one off hunk of shit. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah. trying to say? Like you're pawning <laughs> off the, the garbage yeah, on the meat? Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, but it's going straight in the trash. I messed around <laughs> and I, I can't even tell you if you went into my Pinterest account right now, I, I probably have more fucking aprons saved in my Pinterest than goddamn Martha Stewart. <laughs> so know? just so you're aware, Ben, about the, the, the amount of people who reached out to me about your apron, I think at this point it's like over 30 people. Nice. Now I've had that I've sent your probably way. Probably that. Yeah. And I, not only just on Instagram and Facebook, but on YouTube. Oh, like nice. Specifically asking me in the comment section I've of seen, that video. Yeah, I, did I about saw the press. some of those. That was, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. And there's one guy, his name is Ed, who made me a cool pen. He turned nice. a pen for me and I w- put it in my pocket. Yep. Uh, you know, in the, the little square patch that you're talking about. Yep. And he noticed it oh, in nice. the video. And I know I see he's like one of those guys that like just sent me that one thing like a year ago and I never heard back from him. Like I sent him yeah. a thank you and I was like, oh, dude, this is great. Never heard back from him. And, you know, I figured whatever he's he's busy. And then he's watching my YouTube video and he's he wrote me on Instagram and he goes, he goes, are you still really liking your pen? I noticed it in your new apron from oh, Ben. No and shit. I'm like. You know, it's like That's you cool. forget that these yep. people are listening and watching and then yep. he popped up again. And I mean, it's such yeah. a cool thing, dude. Like uh, that is. apron. Uh, I, every time I put it on, I feel like I'm putting on a little uh, pe- like like uh, Lord of the uh, or not Lord of the Rings, but um, uh, Silence of the Lambs, you know, where he put, puts the face right. on his face, you the know, kind of thing dude, where. Yep. Yeah, I, I think feel like it's, I'm, um, I'm wearing a piece of Ben's skin all over me. Oh, that's you know, it's, awesome! It's creepy and weird. <laughs> I just went through all of my my um, conversations. It's Justin Laramie who I copied off. Oh, of. oh, oh my gosh! I don't know why Forge I was forgetting his damn name. Nice. I was. Justin I kept thinking for. I kept thinking Forge Side Chat, but I for whatever reason couldn't Draw come up blank. with Laramie. Well, there's only Speaking two guys of, on that show. I know. Those I know, I know. sons of bitches have the best reels lately. Have you yeah. guys? Oh, I think Crushing I sent it. you guys. I sent you guys a couple now, and I, I am just like dying with these fucking things. <laughs> they They're so funny, both. Awesome. Of them. They're hilarious. Yes. Every I time I'm drawing a blank, I hear that? that crack of the beer in their podcast, <laughs> yes. and I love you. I love you. <laughs> right. I love you. Oh, where was it? Classic shit. Anyway, well. To close the door on the aprons and then I'll shut up about myself. My my biggest goal with creating those is that every leather apron that I see out there for sale is a expensive. To be honest, I I feel like they're yeah. Yours are very reasonable uh, for what they're you not cheap and rightly so. They they take time. They take uh, quality materials. You hand stitch this. I do. For now, <laughs> that's hand. That's hand stitching. You're gonna get burnt hand out on stitch. that shit. Holy yep. shit! It's not that's bad. That's a it's, lot of stitching. It's sort it of. It looks like a machine stitch to me. Thanks. I know. 
Yeah, it's it's therapeutic. Actually, I have a reel that I posted this morning showing me uh, hand stitching a uh, what do I call them? provisioner pocket, which is my clever name for a pocket protector. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's it's meditative, like it, but but so I wanted to put something out there that people could afford and that was made from quality materials and it was made well. So like that's my number one goal. I don't want to make something that's unattainable for people, you know, uh, $400, I see four or $500 aprons. And I, I just go, wait a minute. You know, I know what the leather costs. Yeah. And, and I don't feel like people should have to sacrifice to have something nice that they're going to use every time they're in the shop, you know? And, uh, I think hopefully, it's hopefully they're affordable enough and folks can, you know, if you're, if you're wanting an apron, it'll work for you. And then also you mentioned collaborations on making buckles or making hooks or that kind of thing. I am totally open to that kind of thing for sure. Uh, so if folks have something that they make that they think would be a good integration with an apron, let me know. And if you just have, needs or wants in an apron let me know that too you know i'm no blacksmith and i'm no knife maker so if there's specific things that would be helpful in that community please do folks out there reach reach out to me i've had some great conversations with with several different people about you know things that they would like or would not like or split legs and pockets or no pockets and all that kind of stuff so hit me up yeah. yeah, I love my apron from you, Ben. Well, it's great. Thank you. And uh, I, I, if you go to butlerbuilt.us, you can go and see Ben's work and hit him up if you've got an idea or a concept. And it's, I think it is a fantastic start to a long-lasting good business. I think you've got something here. And Brian, I'm proud of you, man, for yeah, doing the, the, the project. <laughs> proud and, of you for uh, listening take- to Brian. Taking my advice and moving forward and actually doing something with yourself. Hey, now, All right, so, hold on. Come on. What maybe someday hell? you'll Is move this out of shit Michigan. Up Brian Week or what? Ah. Just think someday oh. you can move from Michigan to a real place. <laughs> Must be in the water up there. Yeah, well, uh, this fresh water right. that y'all motherfuckers don't have. But we just don't. It's very salty down here. We're very cynical. Speaking um, of fresh air, I got to go skiing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're getting out. I got to get back to work. And uh, if you have been real quick, I need to shout out the patrons because this is going to just take a minute. And I I appreciate the patrons and the people who are uh, supporting our work through patronage. I got to log in through. Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to be able to get in here. Oh, wait. No, I'm in. Uh, Patrons, relationship manager. we have 46 patrons. Thank you so much to everybody who has been uh, contributing to us. We now are ad-free, by the way. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely. And did, Ben, did we lose you? Are you you're getting your are you still here? Uh, still on um, cast, but lost. The yeah, I got you. Marcus from MW Steelworks. Mark Vanderwerf. Justin Miller, Florida Man Forge. Devin O'Hara and Dustin O'Hara of the Art of Craftsmanship. Noah Blurm. Blah, blah, blah. Noah oh, Bloomberg of Antioch, <laughs> Antioch River Forge, Blow Michael Nye, Jamie Blow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eric at Overall Maker Works, Bob Ryan, Brigham Kendall, Scott Wilkerson, 
Uh, Scott Wilkerson is uh, branding himself now at Phoenix Works, and that's W E R K S. Okay. Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Brian Hooten, Jason Moss, Mark LeBlanc, Ken Kimna, Crafty Man Forge, James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Pocket Knives, Cardoso Knives, KnifeMaterial.at, Moonshine Leatherworks, Working Hands Podcast, Ryan Coakley, Carol Ann, Jeanette Racine, Oxford Blade Co., MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, not just .ca. You can hit them up in both of those domains. Uh, thank you for sponsoring our show, Lawrence. We appreciate you. Richard Beck of Beck's Armory. Jared Weaver. Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works. Dennis Durrell. Thomas Moberg of TMO Knives. Donnie Dulovich. Bruce G. Carlson. Maximus Knives. Brad Trox- Troxclair. Echo Blades. Nate Wapole. Zach Byrne. Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell. Matthew Angel at Ad Knife Works, Wesley Crum, Benjamin Mullins, Matt Bicker, Dustin Yahima, and Toby Mural of UK Knife Maker Supplies. And also, he is an awesome podcast with owner owner Kaglar of Dies in Every Film, Tony Mural, and owner do the um, Fire and Steel podcast. So go check out that podcast. Thank you to all of our patrons for supporting our work. We hope that you're having a good working week. Hard work and good luck. Where's my music, Brian? Amen. Sorry, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting Play there. that funky music, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you guys as always. We know Hell yeah. your hands are dirty. You're working Heart hard. We hope you got something out of today's show. And if you did, consider becoming a patron for one dollar a month why not oh you also know? let it's people like know burrito. about our show give it a rating if you can do that five stars would be great oh, yeah. helps us out a hell of a lot next time you're sitting on the toilet you got nothing to do yeah. on the on the, your phone go over yeah. to apple Podcasts and hit that five star rating button it's easy as that you won't even Shopify have to wash your hands Spotify too. <laughs> goodness gotta wash your hands Have a good day, everybody. We appreciate you guys. Have a great working week. This is Brian House. I'm Brian Cohn. And I'm Ben Butler. This has been the Work For It Podcast. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.